All right, we are live for Thursday edition of the Mike and Mario show, uh, connecting one day earlier due to a, a arrangement of events and things of that nature. But nevertheless, we're here excited to connect, looking forward to finding out uh, what's happening uh, in Mario's world as well as what's happening around the world. So we'll dive into that. We've got a, a lot of interesting stories, to say the least. And before we dive into that, Mario, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Mike. And you? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing great, my friend. Excited to connect as always. Looking forward to just scanning through the headlines, seeing what's uh, making its way to the surface, and uh, giving our two cents on it. And of course, being able to connect with the audience to find out what they're keeping their eyes on. Just because, as we always say, there's maybe a hundred or so different issues the world is facing, and we can't cover them all. That's why it's good to have a community that's definitely plugged in. So. All right, let's jump right into it. So um, we got a variety of subjects. And so, of course, but you've been in the UK, you want to definitely cover the situation happening there in real time. And then, of course, I think to zoom out as to what's happening uh, beyond um, our own you know, domestic issues is what's happening on the, on the international scene. And it has a lot to do with the furtherance of alternatives being brought into existence bit by bit to diversify away from the dollar, which happens to be the head honcho as of now. But enough ranting. For those that are plugged in, let us know if the audio is good. If you haven't already, hit a thumbs up, show support for the channels, and then we'll jump into some headlines. And so uh, let's just start off right away. I want to uh, give you a chance, Mario, to talk about the epidemic <laughs> underway yeah. in uh, in the UK. But feel free to share your thoughts on what's happening, my friend. Yeah, and it's, it's not like a health epidemic or anything. It's more to do with shoplifting, and uh, I've entitled uh, the live stream on my side, when money dies in the UK, the shoplifting epidemic. And, and uh, I've read quite a few stories today in the major papers here. And yeah, they, they look at the superficial reasons, you know, like there's not enough police, you know, uh, it's gangs and stuff, but none of them look at the fact that um, the uh, shoplifting, so to speak, really started back in 2009 from the top. And what do I mean by that? Well, it was the QE and the money printing of the inflation. That's uh, inflation is theft. Yeah. And uh, the Bank of England, the government have been doing it for over a decade. Uh, and uh, they've done so much of it that our currency is becoming worth less and less. And it doesn't pay for people to work. Uh, or when people do work, they can't survive on what they earn. So they revert to buying stolen goods. And I think yeah. that's why there are gangs out there stealing a lot of stuff from the shops. Uh, the police as well, of course, they've, uh, <laughs> they're not doing their job properly. They've cut down the numbers of uh, the police force. So it's all a mixture, but it reminds me of uh, Brazil back in the 70s and 80s. We had a lot of uh, petty theft and shoplifting. Yeah. yeah, because what's the point of going to work if you're not going to survive on it? And uh, yeah, and people say, well, look at what they've been doing. You know, they, <laughs> they've been printing all this money. Their, their friends at the top are making hundreds of millions of, from cronyism. We're going to get involved. It's at a lower level, of course, but it's the same. And so I think that's why we have the epidemic. And it's a symptom of inflation. And I think it's going to get worse because I spoke today in my um, daily video that uh, the Bank of England is already uh, talking about stopping the rate hikes. So they're going to sacrifice, I think, the, the pound in order to the ponzi going so that's what's going on here yeah 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 and so the epidemic is just not in your area as we went before we talked about online california has become the epicenter in our country of just flash mobs attacking and they had actually stores are closing now all throughout california from what i'm from what i'm reading and then there's videos surfacing of just people ransacking you know grocery stores food stores shop i mean you, you name it and it's like, my thought is like, you know, what do you really stand to benefit? Like, you know, a hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars at best. But then again, I understand the mindset of a good portion of our country that thinks that, you know, everything is either free or there's no punishment behind it because crime does pay. It looks like now 
and they moved it from the top echelon in, in governments where you can get away with stuff. Now it's trickling down to the lower level to where unless it's over a thousand dollars or so, you can get away with it for now. But then again, uh, this is very small in comparison to what, as you mentioned, I think is going to be coming down the line when the real pain sets in. So, but uh, yeah, it's nothing new at all, to say the least. But um, let's get to some of the global events happening that the the world really, for the most part, is not focusing on. And it has to do with, uh, I think, something that's important. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. But uh, China uh, has decided to open up what looks like their first branch uh, in Saudi Arabia. And so I'm re reading comments or whatnot uh, on Twitter about this. And a lot of people were saying that, oh, this could be the start now or the official petro yuan eventually being utilized as an alternative, of course. But then again, they have some of the foreign ministers or whatever attending this ceremony. So in your opinion, is this something that will continue to pick up and further the de-dollarization push or what? Yeah, definitely. It's just like uh, American banks, you know, like uh, in the old days, it was Chase Manhattan, Chemical Bank, J.P. Morgan. They're all over Europe. And, mm -hmm. and the same thing is going to happen with the Chinese banks like Bank of China, which is not the central bank, but it's a big commercial bank. They're going to probably open branches in uh, other countries like uh, Brazil, uh, South Africa as well, United Arab Emirates. And then you're going to get other banks like ICBC and many others that I probably not have not even heard of uh, because the more business uh, China uh, does with, with the rest of the world, the more branches they have. I mean, I was telling you there are Bank of China branches in London. But uh, I think the Chinese are moving away from the West slowly yeah. but surely. And, and you spoke about that, that, that uh, foreign direct investment from China has slowed down into the U.S. And I expect the same to happen for the U.K. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking about just how China, regardless of what their currency is doing right now. So I'll see a lot of commentators talk about, you know, the yuan is tanking right now because a dollar on the Dixie is going through the roof and it's causing issues and all the other currencies. Okay, sure. But I'm thinking like, regardless of that, China's still moving forward with an agenda, regardless of whatever it is we're seeing or being told. And I'm thinking like, based upon this first opening of a branch, I'm thinking like the way that U.S. has spread military bases all across the world, I wouldn't be surprised if China also starts spreading commercial banks throughout the world as well to basically give other nations op opportunities to get into the yuan trade settlement. So uh, we will definitely keep an eye on that. But yeah, it's just more proof that uh, regardless of what we're being told, they're moving forward with their agendas. And then here's another issue or possible issue as well. And so this is uh, from Watcher Guru, but it says BRICS discussing unified settlements as an alternative to the U.S. dollar. And so this is from a um, article or whatever from the Russian finance minister was just talking about the importance of needing to not only use their own currencies, but then also have something outside their own currencies to use. And of course, no official details as of yet, but yeah. they're developing, they're working, they're building some. So uh, this adds to the whole move away from the Western hemisphere. So well, what are your thoughts on this, Mario? Yeah, I read that story and uh, he reiterated that it's not like they want to form a single currency like the Euro. They, they just want some kind of uh, a settlement currency, maybe based on commodities. And I think by that, he means gold and maybe oil, natural gas. I don't know how they're going to do it. And yeah. I think uh, for them, it's very difficult to come out and say exactly what they want to do because uh, they it could be sabotaged. So... Uh, that's why they're being, being vague. And uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of people out there who uh, are still in denial, who think the dollar is going to be there uh, as the major reserve currency forever. But um, there's the old saying that uh, the sun never set on the British Empire. <laughs> but eventually, by 1954, uh, the the dollar took over sterling as the major reserve currency. Most people think it was uh, after World War II, but it took 10 years. But, um, you know, if you go back to 1900, if you told someone in the UK, oh, uh, in, in, in 50 years, 
the British pound is not going to be the major reserve currency anymore. You won't have an empire. They would have laughed at you. Um, yeah. So things can happen fairly quickly. Am I saying it's going to take 50 years from now? No, I think it could uh, accelerate because this move into uh, the BRICS, now we're going to BRICS 11 next mm -hmm. year, is going to just uh, accelerate. And uh, some people say, oh, these countries have nothing in common, but they do. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. What they have in common is that they have a common uh, enemy, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I don't even think they want to fight the West. They just want to cooperate so that they uh, can be more uh, so sovereign, so to speak. And I'm not saying they're going to be perfect, but it's going to affect us because they're going to need less of our currencies. Right. And it's definitely going to hit hard in the U.S. because we have used our currency as a primary tool to live good, live high on a hill for decades now. And we're witnessing the shift away from that, when, especially when it comes to the debt market and credit. But as you're talking about the changing of the guards, uh, I thought about this little infographic that I always love to refer to of how there's ultimately a change of the monetary order one way or another. And so I put TBD for 2003 and onward. So we'll find out what that, you know, single or multiple or basket or whatever it is might be. But things always change. It's inevitable. So we'll have to wait and see. And on top of that, while... The governments are trying to settle out how they're going to do their international trade. Individual countries, governments have been getting their weight up heavy with the accumulation of more gold over the last several months. And so I meant to add, uh, let me see if I can find that um, the stats with the gold holdings. But it looks like the uh, a lot of nations, as they dump treasuries, they're diversifying into gold as well. So let me uh, grab my little thing real quick. But gold, uh, I may not be able to grab it. But eh, I won't be able to find it. But anyway, we'll keep moving. Uh, but you, you see some in the chat? Well, I'm seeing some comments here. Uh, someone's Greg Austin, brand new Chinese ghost, ghost city style future slum suburb McMansions. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen those um, uh, ghost cities uh, in, uh, China in China many years. Uh, someone's talking about um, Evergrande. But, you know, uh, Evergrande, I think, um, yeah, it's a problem. But the Chinese uh, government, I think they, their policy is that they want to deflate. They know that there's a lot of speculation. And they, mm -hmm. They're letting it go. Um, yeah, so. Air out the bubble. Um, all right, yeah. so let me, I, I want to also share with the audience this little mock-up of, uh, of what is being mentioned as a, sample note uh that was apparently um given to some of the people attending the BRICS conference more so probably as like a little inside thing but yeah. i don't know how this picture surfaced but it's on sprinter and i thought it was interesting just because it's just a representation of the BRICS nations in the middle with a denomination of a hundred i don't know what a hundred what 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 that hundred actually is denominated in is that a hundred bricks or a hundred whatever but who knows but i thought it was just interesting but well the russian ambassador quit We'll have to change it next year because uh, there's six new new countries. Yeah, and that's the thing. Do you think they're going to add all those flags? Making us if, yeah. if this was a paper note, making the making it that much bigger, we just add them on the outside. And you don't even know if they really had that at the yeah right brick summit. You know, someone could have just made it up. Correct, and I imagine yeah. they did, but it's, it's just entertaining to say the least because yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've got a super chat from PM Galleria. Thank you, uh, PM. African countries are uniting and will not use currency or goods of any foreign foreigners, BRICS, EU, or whoever. Listen to their leader's speech. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, the same thing for uh, the BRICS countries. They're going to use their own currencies. Uh, but uh, they do need also other, other countries' currencies if they want to buy stuff from China or even the U.S., they'll need some dollars. But, yeah, if uh, people want to buy stuff from them, I think Ghana, uh, they uh, they gold. came out some months ago and said that uh, if you want to buy their gold, you have to buy with the local currency. So, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let's keep it moving. A couple more articles here. Uh, let's go to this one here. Let me remove this here. It says, global finance system fragmenting. Myanmar crisis worsens, the UN chief says. And so um, it looks like more of the smaller nations are starting to feel the pinch of higher interest rates and the uh, inability to service the current debt loads they have. So they're begging for some type of renegotiation. But uh, what are you thinking about this word of fragmenting? <laughs> Well, I just think this is the guy who said the world was boiling, wasn't it? The head of the UN. Yeah. So I'm not sure he knows much about finance. I, I do know that the Russians decided to uh, forgive, basically, I think it was about mm -hmm. 20 to $30 billion in uh, debt Africa. to Africa. So, yeah, yeah I think that's going to be the way forward. Um, but I guess if uh, a country is beholden, owes it to the IMF, the IMF will uh, will put a, put a lot of conditions, and it's one of the reasons why they're trying to get away from the IMF World Bank system. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, but um, twenty three billion. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It was the twenty three? Yeah. 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 So I'm not sure. I mean, Myanmar is, uh, like you said, it's a small country, but um, and you had problems with uh, Sri Lanka as well. Uh, mm -hmm. some months ago yeah. Yeah. and um but you know the problems are everywhere you, even right. in uh in the you know so-called developed industrialized nations right i think one of the biggest issues a lot of those smaller countries are going to face is the fact that their debt is denominated in dollar and if they can't service those debts then again they have to make some very very drastic changes within their own country leading to events such as what happened in Sri Lanka to where there'd be an uprising, gas prices, yeah. it's all types of or, taxes and stuff like that. The thing is, they could just like say, well, we're not going to pay you and uh, just join the BRICS and start trading with those countries. Yeah. But do you think the BRICS would willingly let a nation into their mix that is outright defaulting on their current obligations and maybe not yeah. be bringing much to the table unless they're, you know, rich in agriculture, well, gold, silver mining, or something sure like that. They won't just let anyone in, but uh, it's yeah. an option. All, yeah. all I'm trying to say is, you know, uh, Richard Nixon defaulted uh, in 1971 on the debt. Mm -hmm. That's what it was, closing the gold window. And yeah. it's, the U.S. Treasury has been in default for, you know, 52 years. Yeah. Why can't? You know why and the thing is the debt that is old to the u.s it's not even real money so yeah yeah and i think one, one of the of course one of the differences is that at, at that time i believe we probably really had 8300 tons in fort knoxville <laughs> well, to it where run, it was gonna run out though right yeah. right right so that's why they did it but uh it's gonna be hard for a nation don't have much gold to call themselves reneging on a promise but it'll be i mean it'll be entertaining but it, it's gonna hurt because you know, somebody else's asset on the, on the other end of that. So, um, all right, let's get to some more questions, more thoughts here. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Uh, we and I think, one. you know, Mike, a lot of these uh, dollar liabilities, they're not even from there. Yeah, of course, there's some uh, emerging market countries, but a lot of it is uh, the big uh, offshore hedge funds who borrow trillions mm. to speculate. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's yeah. what it's all about. You know, those yeah. are the people that owe uh, owe in dollars, and I couldn't care less about you know uh, a Bridgewater associate having debts in dollars. You know, you let Ray Dalio, you know, like uh, go let him lose, go let him take some losses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but think about this: on the on the flip side of that, there's a lot of pension funds slash you know retail investors funds in these in these institutions so yeah well governments won't why, let them go belly up to, huh? that's why you need to get your weight up and maybe try to get out of these pension funds because they're not going to survive you know yeah. uh, in the uk this week uh birmingham or birmingham as the americans mm -hmm. would say in mm -hmm. the UK, say birmingham is this i think uh second biggest city in the uk their uh, local government just went bankrupt. So mm. there you go. Um, Interesting. Default on default. Uh, let me see here. What else we got here? Okay, here's another headline here. Just showing how uh, times are 
becoming that much more intense. China shows signs of decoupling from the U.S. as foreign domestic investments trade falls. So basically just highlights just how over the last couple of years, not only have they dialed back on the issue of the accumulation of treasury, but also uh, imports is down, things of that nature. And of course, I'm hearing about iPhone, Apple right now and all that other crap happening right now. So um, interesting times. But yeah, you can see there that little chart it's dropping and i think it's because they uh you know they want to be careful not to have too too many investments in the u.s mm -hmm. because if something happened geopolitically like it happened with russia all those assets would be uh frozen and maybe uh taken by the u.s and given to uh <laughs> to taiwan or something taiwan. <laughs> yeah yeah uh speaking of that uh just being just having concerns over having your funds confiscated let's get into that one uh so here is another uh interesting development uh russia's not too happy fumes as u.s plan to hand seize oligarch assets to ukraine veterans and so the billions that has been seized as the russia reports suggest the seize uh far so far 5.4 billion million Huh? See, so far around, suggesting my, oh, I think it has to be more than that. It probably meant a B, but they're saying 5.4 million, but I'm assuming it's more than that. I'm probably not reading that correctly, but anyway, so they're trying to turn those funds over to Ukraine, as I mentioned before we went live about uh, how the U.S.'s aid package hasn't been uh, as, as plentiful, perhaps. And so Zelensky is wanting more aid, more funds. And so why not just hand over their Russian funds as yeah. a way of subsidizing? Uh, and then it was, Mr. Boston says they should make hedge funds illegal. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about hedge funds because mm -hmm. uh, back in like the late 90s, uh, when I worked in the in the city, I worked for ABNMO Bank, mm -hmm. it was a Dutch bank investment bank, and uh, I was approached by a hedge fund. They wanted to open a, an account with us. And ABNMO said, no, no hedge funds because they're risky. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, all banks, you know, uh, they, uh, mm -hmm. they'll take any hedge funds. And the thing about hedge funds, they're just um, bankers that can't do what they used to do at JP Morgan, Goldman mm -hmm. Sachs, and other banks because of all the regulations. So yeah. they start this hedge fund, you know, they're based in uh, legally based offshore in Turks and Caicos, Bermuda or wherever. And but they're sitting in New York or London and, and they they get the funding from the banks that they left from. Mm -hmm. So if something happens to to the hedge fund that some, you know, the banks will be in trouble and indirectly the taxpayer is mm -hmm. left holding the bag. And that's what happened in 2019. And you can check uh, the BIS even you know, with the repo crisis, the mm -hmm. BIS even said that hedge funds are in trouble. And the rumor was that it was Bridgewater Associates, which is was founded by Ray Dahlia, one of the big uh, hedge funds that was in trouble. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they they are uh, just because they're just a bunch of speculators. They don't hedge anything, really, and they use a lot of leverage. So if hedge funds were like maybe legal, it wouldn't have any negative impact on on society or, or the real world. It would just yeah. make a, a few hundred very wealthy people maybe not as wealthy. Mm -hmm. So interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, so basically the ultimate ultimate speculation machines. You can you know, take all the risk with other people's funds, but then not really necessarily suffering the consequences if it goes belly yeah. up because the pack spread is on a hook. We got uh, a super chat here. Yeah. Tim, uh, Tim student loan repayments. So, yeah, I'll let you answer that. Oh, one. So, student loan repayments plus Chinese economy could slow down. So uh, last week when we were streaming, a couple people mentioned uh, October. You know, so do you think that something's gonna happen in October? And at that time, I wasn't really thinking about it, but then come to find out, it's the the uh, student loan repayments are supposed to start in October. And they were saying a lot of people talking about from the real estate side, you name it, all the debt issues that people are having. When people are now forced to have a tighter margins on what they actually can afford to pay, will that lead to more of an economic debt drawdown? So that's what the October stuff is about. 
And once yeah. again, I don't I don't think it's going to be that much of it. Yeah. It will be an impact, but not be that big. As, a deal. For, as for the Chinese economy, I think this. Uh, how can I say this uh, talk of Chinese economy not doing well is just uh, rubbish. Mm-hmm. And, and it's coming from the West. I'm not saying they're doing as well as they used to, but their latest GDP data, it, they're still growing around four and a half to five percent. It's uh, in the West that our economies are really slow. So, yeah. yes, they have a problem with their real estate, but I, I think they're still doing quite well uh, overall. Tough. And I'm not defending China. I'm just looking at the numbers. Yeah, here's um, a PM Galleria says mass mandates are back. <laughs> and so I, I am I am seeing more of a push. Yeah, for people. What to... did you say? Sorry. No, about uh, mask mandates starting to come back. Oh, oh I so see. Yeah, I, I, I heard that um, Biden wore a mask the other day. at a Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I we heard have... that your vice president said uh, she's preparing for taking over. president. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't see what that I, I was about. It would change yeah. much, would it? I mean, from Biden to her, it wouldn't be much of a change, right? Because I mean, she's been apart from her giving these random <laughs> speeches where she can't understand a word this chick is saying. Yeah, I haven't. Rambles, doesn't she? She does. She goes around in circle circles and doesn't say anything. Right. Whoever her speechwriter is needs to be fired because they have her looking dumb as. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah it works for somebody but uh, uh let's get to another little uk article about uh uk tax to inflation so i, I skimmed oh, through yeah. this one this is uh really ridiculous and the guy who wrote this sushil wadwani he's a former goldman sachs banker and mm-hmm. a former bank of england banker and his brilliant idea is that uh, in order to stop inflation you have mm-hmm. to tax uh, companies that give wage increases. Increase. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a muppet, as we say it here in the UK. Just so stupid. I mean, that's the kind of people we have running things. And yeah. he's an advisor to the Chancellor of the Exchequer. It's just a cockamamie idea. And the good thing, though, is I read all the comments, and uh-huh. everyone actually said the same thing. What's this guy talking about, you know? Which is a good thing because the FT is usually more lefty and stuff. Yeah. So they're just getting desperate. I mean, the the thing is that inflation is the uh, when you create too much currency out of thin air, and who does that? It's not workers or companies. It, it's the the central bank and the government. So yeah. they're to blame, and you don't punish people because they ask for more. Uh, to earn more. Yeah, to earn more, to make up yeah. for the loss in purchasing power of the currency. And this guy right. is saying, oh, if they get a 6% pay rise, uh, the company you know that gave that 6, 6% uh, will put a 3% cap. So anything they pay above 3%, they'll have to pay 100% tax on that. It's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate times calls for desperate measures, obviously. Yeah, I thought of that actually when I read that. Uh, PM Galleria says African countries are united, are uniting as will and will not use currency or goods. I mean, we already talked about this one, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, leader. Yeah, we were talking about that one. Uh, China owns majority of the U.S. student debt. That I'm not familiar with, so I don't know. I know they own some debt, but not. I don't know about the majority. Because I'm not sure they want to subsidize our foolishness like that. But yeah, you know. I'm not sure about that. They might own some. That's called a Sally May, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Student. Yeah. I, I don't. One point. Well, I think I heard one point seven trillion in student debt. That's what it is. Well, as of now, yeah. the U.S. government's greatest asset happens to be the debt that they've issued to their own people. That's <laughs> interesting. Um, all right. So what we got. Let's get to some questions then. Let's uh, let's uh, find out what everybody keeping their eye on. So feel free, as always, this is the portion where we get a little Q&A. If you guys got some thoughts or whatever other subjects relevant to this monetary mayhem we're in, you guys want to let us know or keep us up to date, let us know. So feel free to ask some questions. Mario, let me know if you see something. Yeah, uh, Steel Wing asked, who owns the banks? Uh, I guess, you know, the private commercial banks are owned by the shareholders. Mm -hmm. Uh, The central banks, I mean, in some countries, they're 
uh, partly publicly owned by the treasury uh, of that country. And sometimes like the Swiss National Bank, they've got mm -hmm. private shareholders. The BIS is owned by the, the central banks of Europe and also by JP Morgan and uh, First National Bank. So, mm -hmm. yeah, banks in general are just like other uh, companies. They're owned by uh, their shareholders. Who they are, you know, that's a different story. Uh, from Chris, Chris yeah. do you think there will be a bank bailing this year? If so, what would do the what would it do to the general public uh, psyche? Thanks. Uh, I don't think it will be one this year. I don't think it'll be one this year, just because my 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 main thought is that their goal, they meaning that those orchestrating this entire experience, they're trying to kick the can down the road as best they can, not have anything break until we get through this next presidential election. Then yeah. If we get through this, if we have that, then they can let the wheels fall off this damn train and we'll never run smoothly again, in my opinion. So I think we still got some time before yeah. they allow things to go belly up. Well, That's my opinion. They, they didn't do bail-ins in, in March. You know, uh, they, they just bailed out the uh, depositors with over mm -hmm. 250000 The other mm -hmm. thing that the U.S. banks have done is they delayed it until 2026, uh, the uh, new... Uh, BIS rules related to bail-ins, mm -hmm. and 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 I think the Europeans and uh, BIS weren't happy about what the U.S. did with the banks. So not mm -hmm. no bail-ins in the U.S. Maybe in Europe they'll do bail-ins, but not in the U.S. I've got someone here, uh, SAS Finance. Sorry about the air fryer, not spammy, but I just bought one last week and I. So unbelievably impressed. Air fryer. Do you know what that is? Uh, I think it's a cooker. Like, yeah, like, I think I have. We have one, but I don't know why he's talking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have one. I get rid of my, I didn't enjoy having mine, so I got rid of mine. Oh, and he's also asking any. Well, I think it's maybe it's because it's really hot here. I don't know if he's in the UK. And he's uh -huh. also asking, is anyone in the chat buying more gold and silver this week? Um. Hmm. I haven't, but I buy gold and silver regularly. I bought, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, I bought uh, 10 uh, 1918 Florins. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're like junk uh, UK silver. Yeah. Um, and I did a, yeah, I went down, I went out to uh, London and there's a really good uh, coin shop there uh, called uh, coin heritage <laughs> and it's fun yeah and it's funny because when i was there it's down in the basement of another shop uh, there's a chinese guy there he said hi mario i didn't recognize you at first and i said you know i don't know you and he said i watch your videos i love <laughs> so that was good to meet someone that uh but yeah this is a, a numismatic a bit mm -hmm. Paid more, but I, I really like these coins. I also yeah. buy bullion coins. Um, so they're about, I would say, the size of a half dollar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And they're, they're 925 silver. Yeah. And I, so I want to put a question out there to the audience for those who are tuning in. Um, out of curiosity, how so how often do you guys look to redeem your fiat and get into money i.e gold and silver That's like good, you, know, you, you guys it. yeah this redemption like so i love having because i don't I, okay, care yeah, i don't, you have don't really to do. buy gold and silver you uh you redeem your uh notes for specie Right, because that's what it's all about. So here I got a little silver certificate. I love keeping my little old currency here. And oh, I got yeah. some old notes. Talk about the redemption of, you know. Yeah, so how often do you guys do it? Like, you know, is it you on a regular schedule, once a month, twice a month? I'm curious. Just out of curiosity, thought in the chat, let us know how yeah. often you guys redeem your fiat for real money. And then there was another question here about your, uh, what can we do? Thoughts on the NYSC, New York Stock Exchange. I don't really have any thoughts on the NYSC. Really? Yeah, I, I just look at that. Whatever the, those two, the 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 stock indexes are the primary tools that the cabal has used to maintain confidence. And as long as they continue yeah. to trend that thing up, it ain't nothing gonna happen. I, I mean, the NYSE is separate from the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I mean, the New York Stock Exchange has been around for a few hundred years. 
I think early early 1800s. And yeah. it's basically where people trade uh, used to trade. They used to trade outside by an apple tree, I think, you know, really? stock certificates and it's grown. Oh. <laughs> um, but um, the problem with exchanges uh, in the last 25, 30 years, uh, a lot of them have been that they've gone public and mm -hmm. a lot of them have been bought by the banks and the financial institutions uh, prior to that. Uh, people, you know, you or I could go and buy a seat on the NYSC or the COMAX yeah. and, and, be, uh, and open our own brokerage. There was much more uh, decentralization. And mm -hmm. I think that was wrong to, for these exchanges to go public. So, and I, I'm not sure if the NYSC went public as well, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Uh, Matthew has a question. Oh, go oh, ahead. Okay. So a question says, why are silver premiums down so much? Hey, what's up, my friend? Um, I saw something about, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure, but I think Andy, I saw Andy Shepman mentioned that, uh, some of the, uh, was it the gold state men or whatever? One of the primary, uh, issuers of the blanks started issuing more. And then whatever reason the U S Mint started to coin more. And so I think that has something to do with it, but during that time frame when metals, when the premiums were spiking, they were not printing as many. So people were more so buying more silver Eagles in particular, yeah. just not at a shortage of supply. So that was what I came across. Yeah. But what do you, what do you think? Matthew has a question. Thoughts on the city of London corporation, dark part of London, having a completely separate jurisdiction to the UK. Well, I spoke about that, uh, a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago the city of london is um yeah is a corporation has been around i think uh, it was william the conqueror you know he came over from normandy or france in mm -hmm. 1066 and the city of london was uh, where a lot of the uh, trade happened yeah. and he gave it the status of a corporation and it's been like that since since so yes, it, it is like uh, Washington D.C. or the Vatican. Uh, you know, there's no border, of course. Like, you know, in Italy, in Rome, you can just walk into the Vatican, or in Washington D.C., you can go from Virginia. But um, yeah, it's uh, most people don't know that that uh, the city of London is uh, like uh, sovereign, and they even have a representative. Uh, in Parliament, I forgot what his name is. He's got a special <laughs> term. So when the the Queen or now the King, if he goes into the square mile, the City of London, uh, he, um, you know, there's someone called the Lord Mayor. <laughs> he has that post for one year, and when he goes for the parade, you know, if the the King actually stays behind the Lord Mayor, so. <laughs> You know, he's mm. in charge of yeah. the city of London. So Early. it's interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of history there. Yeah. Uh, here's one question. Thoughts on how, how long XRP price depression? When will XRP hit $10,000? <laughs> well, I, I don't follow XRP. I used to have some. And uh, yeah, I don't really follow crypto that much. Yeah. I think this whole, you know, just this digital asset suppression period is intentional. Because I had a, my assumption is this or my thoughts on this is that, you know, like right now, this whole ETF stuff, they're trying their best to stall. Like they can use the crypto as an exit out of all the inflating fiat currencies, i.e. hyperinflationary type numbers. So the time that XRP reaches $10,000, uh, every other currency in the world would definitely not be something people want to yeah. hold. And yeah. that's not necessarily a good thing either, because that one coin and $10,000 won't probably have much purchasing power value to it in of itself. So that's mm -hmm. just my thought. Yeah, someone here, uh, Shane Sturgis, just remembered, <laughs> reminded me that the guy who represents the city in Parliament is called the Remembrancer. So he's not even elected. Remembrancer. He's right. not even elected, but he sits in Parliament in the Houses of uh, House of Commons, and he looks after the interests of the city of London. There you go. Uh, what else? You got any other question? So yeah, make it make it easier to read questions. Highlight at Manico sixty four at rethinking a dollar so to stand out because I see a lot of statements but not necessarily questions. 
holler back and forth. Oh, yeah. If you want to ask a question, go at Monaco64 and then ask the question. He like it, huh? Oh. <laughs> what, uh, oh, I didn't see any response either to the uh, how often uh, on redemption. Did you see? I didn't see. Yes, yeah, 25 miles. I didn't see any responses. Did I, LBP? No. What else? I don't see any other There's questions. a question here uh, from Cocky Hemi. Have you ever spoken of Harry Dexter White? And the giving of gold certificates, printing plates to the Soviet Union. Um, I mean, Harry Dexter White, he was the American representative at the uh, Bretton Woods uh, conference. Um, I didn't know uh, <laughs> that he gave the Soviets uh, gold certificate printing plates, but I wouldn't be surprised because Wall Street they uh, not only financed the Bolshevik revolution, they also financed the uh, Nazi, you know, the Nazi regime in Germany. So they, uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised he did that. Starfire says she's ex she exchanges once a week, getting her weight up weekly. Oh, she re redeems. Yeah. She redeems once a week. You agree yeah. to the big well, that, you know redeeming gold and silver is the only way to uh get payments you know when you have a uh, fiat currency you can't you can't extinguish that by paying with fiat currency so mm. if some you know yeah technically you know if someone owes me 20 pounds and gives me this yes mm -hmm. he's extinguished the debt but I, I'm still holding a piece of debt from the Bank of yeah. England. The only yeah. way to extinguish that debt is to get the, the metal. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why, you know, the, the dollar, the pound, all fiat currencies, they, they, are, they are IOU nothings. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, one day they'll go to zero. So Greg uh, says, whatever happened to JFK's silver certificates? Oh, that got canceled. Unfortunately, once he yeah, you know. I, I mean that story is not clear cut because apparently they they were gonna retire the silver certificates anyway, mm -hmm. and um, it's uh, executive order uh, one uh, three five one zero double o one double one triple one zero, and so, yeah, I'm not too sure about that whether Kennedy really wanted to. Uh, bring silver back again um who knows but yeah didn't get a chance to do it unfortunately the thing is that there are some of those certificates out there and you can't get silver for it i think it was in 68 lyndon johnson or 65 they yeah, right. uh, made it uh All mr right. austin uh says monaco 64 what do you think america will when do you do you think America will ride its course? Well, I, I, I think uh, it depends on each individual. Mm -hmm. I, I think there are a lot of individuals, not just in America, but everywhere around the world, who are have, are taking the taking the right course, and that's all you can do. Um, you can't wait for someone on a white horse to solve your problems. That might yeah. not seem like a good answer, but uh, I've come to the conclusion that you gotta, yeah, you gotta be in charge of your own affairs. And I think there's a lot of good people, not just in America, but everywhere. Mm -hmm. Here's another question, uh, Manico sixty four. Question for my okay, it's question for my fellow American. What do you think the purpose of our three letter agencies funding the invasion is? Is it more than just votes? Um, our three letter agencies. I've come to realize that they are the tool that is being used to enforce the agenda of those that control the government. So uh, as far as this invasion, I'm assuming you're referring to Ukraine invasion, if I'm not mistaken. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they are in there calling shots and supporting, surrounding, securing Zelensky and everything else, if there's even anything really happening as they make a scene. But once again, the three-letter agencies, man, to me, I've, I've learned that they are literally just tools used to enforce yeah. and enslave 
citizens. So they're, and they're also, FBI, CIA. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Even though I'm not American, I think they're also the enforcement arm of the uh, military industrial pharmaceutical complex. Yeah. You know, they, they do their their they bidding. Do their, their bidding exactly. Uh, SAS Finance. Uh, go ahead. You got it. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Ayanda has a question uh, for me. Is the UK going to experience energy price hike this winter? I think so, actually. Mm. Only because the pound, I think, is on its way back down. Mm. And uh, oil and natural gas, I think, are going to go back up. Oil is already mm. going back up. So, I, I, you know, it's not for certain, but uh, things look like uh, they're going that way. Yeah. Uh, low blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. I hope everything goes well for you tomorrow. Prayers. So low blood oh, pressure. Thank, thank to, you. Yeah, he's, been asking to pray. He, he's been asking me to end, end the uh, live stream with a prayer pray, pray, to pray for yeah. you. So <laughs> we could do that if you feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone's asking about kinesis. I've heard of kinesis for many years. Yeah. I, I'm not really a fan of kinesis. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, same here. They're 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 growing too fast and getting too. They're getting the support of too many uh, questionable entities for me. So that's just my opinion. Um, what else we got here? Thumbs up, DD Prepper. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike, what was your what is your channel? What is your YouTube channel? What is what is your YouTube channel? I want to sub. Oh, just rethinking a dollar. Look up yeah, rethinking a dollar. It's in the description of this my live stream. The que sera, sera, uh, could you bring that up? She got a question or he? Hey, Sarah, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Sarah, Sarah. Give me one second. What, what are your thoughts on Nat West? Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is a bit exaggerated because I have an account with Nat West and I, I went in there a few weeks ago and I asked about that. And uh, the lady said, uh, you know, because I, I, I've got a limit that I can take out from the cash machine, uh, 750 pounds. And she said, oh, don't worry, you know, you, you can still do that. She said, it's it's not for people like you, it's for people who might abuse it, you know, and uh, take, you know, who are doing things that are not above board. So, yeah, and the same thing for, uh, yeah, I, and I just, I'm not saying that the banks are any good because they're not. And they're closing a lot of the branches here in the UK as well. So, uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Nigel Farage had problems with the, with Nat West and the Coots. But, uh, yeah, I don't, don't really have any problems right now. And I don't think, uh, I mean, we'll have to see if in September I try to take over. 250 pounds and they don't allow me to, then there will be a problem. But uh, from what <laughs> the lady there said to me, there shouldn't. Here's another question for you. Uh, thoughts on King William III being in debt and the Department of London Goldsmith coming up with the sale of stock and of the Bank of England to come up with the money? Well, that... I don't know, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> well, that that's the... Uh, you know, the creation of the Bank of England. Mm -hmm. William III was uh, William of Orange, William and Mary. Mm -hmm. And uh, the UK had a lot of debt. And the way to pay off that debt was to give, uh, create the, the cent you know, the Bank of England. Uh, and uh, the proceeds of selling uh, shares in the Bank of England was used to cover the national debt. And they've been doing that since then, you know, 1694. So, yeah, it's a the Bank of England was created by a royal charter. Uh, any thoughts on military draft? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll fly. I, I, I think, think they, if they do have a military draft, uh, they should first take all the uh. Uh, relatives of all the uh, Congress, right? Congress people, members of Parliament, they should go first. Oh, they're they're, they're grandkids. Sign up, sign grandkids, up the grandkids. Sons, everything like <laughs> nephews, nieces. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I, Cooper, so. I, I, I know about, I have uh, I have his book Behold a Pale Horse. Uh, I have uh, William Cooper, Bill Cooper. I, I, he's an interesting guy. He's passed on. I have the book on my my shelf. LPB works with credit card companies. <laughs> <laughs> credit card man. Uh, well, yeah, we're about fifty minutes, man. Let's get ready to dial back. Uh, it's been a very lively stream, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, Mario, um, yeah, one go more. Ahead. Go ahead. Does the royal family, specifically the monarchs, technically own the Bank of England? No, they don't. I mean, I, I went to the Bank of England Museum a few years ago, and guess what? I saw. I saw a letter, a dividend <laughs> letter to George Washington, because his wife, mm -hmm. uh, she was a widow when she she married George Washington and her mm -hmm. husband was a shareholder in the Bank of England. So uh, when she married George Washington in those days, he, you know, at her all her property was passed on to him. So mm -hmm. George Washington, believe it or not, was a shareholder in the Bank of England. Bank mm -hmm. of England was been nationalized in 1946, but I'm not too sure. I'm sure the royals don't have a lot of shares. But they don't own the whole thing. Yeah. All right. So it looks like a lot of people are wishing you well uh, for yeah. your eye surgery tomorrow. You. Yeah, I think and, it will be, uh, it's a routine procedure, so it should go well. Yeah. Well, people, as always, it's been great to hang out and to just keep you guys plugged in on some of the things that caught our attention, as well as to get a chance to see what you guys are keeping your eyes on. Continue to uh, get your weight up by uh, taking an opportunity to redeem some of those fiats that you're able to get rid of and get into something real sound and tangible that you can hold and feel and secure your future somewhat. And uh, have a great weekend, man. Enjoy this sunshine while it's still shining, depending on where you're at, because it's still nice and warm here in Michigan. But uh, also, Mario, wish, wish you well tomorrow. I know the Lord will be with you and bless you and keep you, uh, as he does, always. And uh, everybody, be blessed, be safe. Mario, any last thoughts you will leave us with? Uh, yeah, I wish everyone else a nice weekend. It's really hot here in the UK as well. Go out and enjoy yourself and uh, ignore all the uh, noise. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank good people. Thank you also for all the wishes for tomorrow. Thank you. For sure. All right, good people. Go enjoy your day. Peace. Peace.